What's happening, people? Mike Neal behind the mic. A little sports talk. It's a football Thursday. The NFL opener, Texans at the Chiefs. No fans. I don't care. It's football. Thank God. Matter of fact, I mean, that's not necessarily the theme for today's pod, and it's going to be one of those short pods. Hey, look, it's about football in the pandemic, sports during the pandemic. Let me get right to the point. We talk about pro sports all the time, baseball, football, basketball, hockey, major league soccer, the NBA bubble, the NHL bubble. We talk about whether or not we're going to see a lot of collegiate sports. Now, college football has already started. I was flipping through channels a couple of weeks ago, and look, lo and behold, I'm watching my alma mater, which I did not graduate from, Austin P. So is it really your alma mater if you didn't graduate? Well, they still send me special passes and football tickets. Austin P. State University, 1996, 97. Anyway, I saw Austin P. playing Central Arkansas. I smiled for 20 minutes straight. Last weekend, got to watch some football. I mean, it's great to see it. It's possible. Sports is possible. They are possible during this pandemic. You can't have a lot of people around, though, because the question has always been, especially with football, not only are you dealing with even more athletes on the sideline as well as the field when you talk about playing the sport of football it's all the officials and the coaching staffs and the media and all the extra staff that is there at the stadium I really don't know who is and who isn't being allowed at these games now who would be um, I'm guessing that you put it down to essential personnel who is essential and who is not I have no idea. I haven't really given it thought. For me, the essential personnel are the players and coaches, the officials, and the people that's running the scoreboard. Hey, let's go. No, There's no concessions being served, so except for water and Gatorade or whatever, whatever on the sideline. Um, but we talk about pro sports and collegiate sports, but we really don't pay a whole lot of attention to high school sports, which are being played, by the way, not everywhere. But they are being played, and we definitely don't pay attention to middle school sports, let alone youth sports. Now, even as of, what, a month, month and a half ago, maybe longer, I've seen kids that were coming to places, you know, um, fast food joints with their baseball gear on or, matter of fact, their basketball gear on. They're playing basketball. My oldest son, he's been playing in an adult league that just wrapped, I think, like two weeks ago. So you've got some things that have happened, some sports that have happened, and they are happening, but there are different spots where they're just not doing it right now. I mean, California is probably uh, just off the top of my head in the far worse position because they can't even practice. So fall sports has been pushed back. But what about middle school sports? What happens to them? Do they not play at all? Uh, Talked about this in the interview that you will hear because I'm having on two guests today. The first, I'm calling my brother Frank Pillow. He coaches 
at Brick Church Middle School where I used to coach. We coached together at one point, not there, but youth sports outside of uh, the uh, the middle school level. We, we coached um, seven and eight-year-olds, and we also coached, I believe it was, um, I think he, I don't know if he was with me. I think we coached nine and 10 year olds. We, I mean, we coached youth uh, football together uh, for a couple of years, but um, it, it was, I mean, it was great, but you know what that kind of stuff entails when you talk about youth sports. Not every parent that signs their kid up plans on bringing them to practice or taking, you know, coming back to bring them back home from practice. So that means you have to get rides. You might have, <laughs> let's not even talk about game day, which is borderline ridiculous. Part of the many reasons that I got out of it. Look, I love helping, but there were some people that took advantage. You're at home on your butt when you could be watching your kid play ball. If you need help, I do not mind. Need a ride? No problem. Not going there, but look, you had some lazy parents out there, people. Just try it. If you've never coached in youth sports, I don't care what it is. You'll find those parents. So, um, but there's certain things that you really can't do. And I know coaching even middle school football for the three years that I did, look, uh, these, these players, they need to be, some of them have rides and their parents are waiting on them when they come out of the locker room. But then there's that handful you're there an hour, 30 minutes, 45 minutes after practice waiting on parents to come pick them up. And then sometimes as coaches, you have to load up, and that's dangerous. It's like, look, okay, where do you live? Where do you live? Where do you live? All right, so I'm going in this direction. Coach, you got these two, three, okay? And it's not it's it's not safe necessarily, but look, you're talking about a pandemic, and you don't necessarily want to be – <laughs> having rides, you know, it's, it's a little on the dangerous side. You know, you don't know what's going on in somebody else's house, but you know, I have to stay, stay prayed up on that stuff. But um, when you look at the way that youth sports is, is going right now, I mean, some of this stuff is probably just at a complete stop and we have to wait this thing out because the, the, the virus, the coronavirus is dictating everything. So we have to be ready. Look, mask up, the last time I was on here solo, I I went on my rant. You dumb dumbs that don't want to wear a mask and think they don't matter. All right. Well, I mean, there's always that one percent, and if you want to be that one percent, you be that. Um, but do me a favor, stay in the house. If you don't want to wear one, just please stay away from people. You're the one that's passing it anyway. Um, but yeah, we're gonna have my brother Frank on, and then also I'm going to play an older interview that I did with my brother, my brother-in-law, David Lewis Jr. He is the athletic principal at Pearl High School. So he works with the freshmen as well. And we had a really, really good conversation um, and just basically asking him his perspective, him having been a player, he played at Georgia Southern and he coached on the youth level. He coached with backfield in motion. He also coached at East Middle School. And before that, it was Bailey, Bailey Middle School. He also finished up 
his coaching career to this point anyway at Gullisville in Gullisville Middle School. So um, now he's got the job that he always wanted, that he coveted. Of course, it cost him being able to coach, but I know that he's in a place in his career where he was trying to go. So I'm hoping to see him on the sidelines again one day. I think he's just he's a natural born coach. That's what he is. So my brother, David Lewis Jr., um, and his teams, I mean, middle school football, he had uh, dudes that drove to practice, and I had the kids that needed a ride home. So I'm kidding, but he had some huge dudes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we had a really, really good conversation on youth sports, on high school sports, and just how things are going as far as that level. So even as of right now, I did a little bit of research and just looking at the way that high school sports in Tennessee, I'm just really focused on my state right here. I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and they're playing football in other counties, but and they're even playing a little bit of football here in Davidson County where Nashville is centered, but it's mostly private schools. I mean, I think you probably have some metro that are, have started back up. Um, but um, at this point, we'll see how it goes. It hasn't gotten cold yet. Flu season hasn't hit just yet. And I'm praying that things won't be all messed up. But we shall see. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, my brother Frank Pillow coming up next. All right, so we're back behind the mic with Mike Neal Jr. We're talking about football during the pandemic. And later on, we're going to have an interview. I'm going to play again. Uh, my my uh, brother-in-law, David Lewis Jr., he's a freshman principal over there at Pearl Cone High School. And he also oversees part of the athletic programs over there, particularly footballs where we talked about earlier and uh this was a couple of weeks ago so but right now i had to call my brother uh who i trust <laughs> with this kind of information my boy my brother frank pillow uh took my place over there <laughs> over at brick <laughs> church middle school so i mean we, we, one thing that i know i discussed a while back with david was basically hey we always talk about we we have been talking about Pro football, college football, but no one's really talked about high school football, which they've kicked off. There's plenty of teams that's actually kicked off at this point. But the thing is, no one's talking about middle school at all, really. They're not even talking about youth football. And look, I rolled through, uh, if anyone knows Nashville, look, I rolled through a couple of weeks ago. What is that? Uh, over there at Hadley Park? Who was at the practices over there, Frank? At Hadley Park. Yeah, it's oh god, I can't think. That's, of it. it's the Broncos. Um, Broncos. The Broncos. They 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 practice over so youth football team. Basically, it's you know ages five through twelve. So if you think youth football in this part of the country, we used to coach it, you know, for some years. But um, I mean, it surprised me. I mean, it's during the pandemic, and I understand uh things have kind of gotten better. But uh, I I had to call my brother. It's like, look, you coach, 
basketball. I think you you helped coach the football team too, right? Or you just yes, basketball? Sir. Okay. So, I mean, I wanted to know what was going on on the middle school level because I have information. Uh, we're just we're just talking, you know, uh, football from the lower levels, not college, not pro. Pro football kicks off tonight. We got Texas and Chiefs. Thank God. But um, <laughs> <laughs> screaming for some football. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I was laying on the couch flipping through channels, and I saw Austin P in Central Arkansas. I couldn't stop <laughs> smiling. ESPN. Yeah, man. I'm like, <laughs> look at this football. I looked around to make sure, and I pissed myself. I'm like, okay, it is football right now. They playing. Ain't nobody hardly there, but they're playing. I don't. I'm not paying attention to the fans right now. It's football. But I mean, over there, brick. What's going on over there, at brick? As far as sports is concerned. As far as sports is concerned. Um, all of the fall sports, fall sports only so far, have pretty much been canned, which means they're not going to play. Okay. Um, and okay. obviously that that includes football. Yeah. By, at the middle school level, you know, our athletes don't have the ability to drive themselves to practice. Right. So that's going to that's gonna be the biggest component where at the high school level, even if they are virtual, you know, they can carpool. They can do a lot of things to get to and from practice. Mm-hmm. At the middle school level, our players just don't have that capability. You know, some of our some of our parents of the players may not even have adequate transportation, you know, if we were in school. So yet alone trying to get them to and from practice um, after school hours. Right. So that's that's going to be the biggest drawback with being virtual right now, since everybody's virtual and metro exactly. is transportation cost. Mm-hmm. You know, who's responsible for getting the kids to and from practice? Um, and my own personal opinion, um, I think it's a good idea. I, I really do. I think it's a good idea, especially when you continue to see the rapid numbers uh, of cases continue to rise. Yeah. You know, you think about like I live in technically I live in Sumner County, which is Hendersonville. Mm-hmm. Sumner County is full blown playing sports right now. And you know what? You know, put your finger right there, Bible class. So mm-hmm. I was on social media a couple of weeks ago. I think it was like the I guess it was the first week of high school football officially. Um because I honestly hadn't paid attention because I had no idea when things were starting or if they were starting. And as a matter of fact, it was, I think it was the week before I interviewed, you know, my brother-in-law, David. And I seen one of my friends, you might know her, um, but uh, she's watching her son from the stands. People in the mm-hmm. stands, some got masks on, some don't. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're playing. And they were playing, yeah. you know, and I yeah. seen Good Pasture was playing. Uh, mm-hmm. Or at least they were mm-hmm. scrimmaging at the time. So I'm like, okay, so they must be, you know, they it's a goal for them. So I'm guessing... You know, obviously, it's different for different counties. Yes, yes. Okay, so I mean, but yeah, go go ahead, continue. I didn't mean to interrupt, but that that oh, right no, there. Good. Look, yeah, I, I thought that was crazy, but and you know, in, in my own honest opinion, I think everything boils down to funding. Mm-hmm. Right? You think about Sumner County Schools, the funding there is a lot better so to say, the metro schools, simply because they don't have as many schools to worry about. Right. You know, right. Sumner County has what? Four high schools in uh-huh. the entire county. Right. Or you think about Davidson County, there's four high schools within a, you know, 10 minute drive of each other. Exactly. You go from Maplewood to Hunters Lane Pearl. to Weiss Creek. 
to Pearl. Right. At any point in time, you can be within 15 minutes of each one of those. Exactly. And that's just four, you know. So when you think about funding, you know, Metro has a a, a bigger, a, a larger job mm-hmm. to consider when you think about playing sports, whereas Sumner County, at this point, I don't even, it's not even really about the pandemic, in my own opinion. Mm-hmm. I think it's 100% about funding. Okay. Um, and, and that even bodes to you talking about good pasture in the private schools. Yeah. You know, yeah, because they almost like going, have to right? play. Yeah. yeah, they almost have to play, you know, and, and the way their systems work, you have to go online to buy the tickets the day, like the week prior to the game. Okay. So you can't buy tickets at the gate. Um, and then, you know, tickets are first sold to the parents of the players mm-hmm. and the cheerleaders and the band and then student body and then so on and so forth. Right. But even then, you know, there's a limited number there. Um, I mean, but like I said, as it relates to the middle school level, with us being virtual, you know, it's a lot easier when the kids are already at school. Right. And, right. you know, they stay after school for practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but being virtual and wondering, okay, how are we going to get them to practice? And then not only that, how are we going to get them back home? And don't I know it? And I know you yeah. know it. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> Big deal right All there. of that because it's like you're sitting <laughs> over an hour after practice is over, oh, waiting yeah. on a handful of kids, most of the time, oh, yeah. the same ones, to someone yep, yep. comes and picks them up, and then what happens? All right, load up where you live. Yep. You take this people. You take this, you know, you going in this direction, see if he can ride. You know, you can't really do that, you know, mm-hmm, any way you slice mm-hmm, it. But, I mean, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things that you have to and address. They've, they've really cracked down now on coaches taking players home. Yeah. I mean, that just the liability, right. you know, standpoint of schools being sued for that. And, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to have a male coach taking a female player home. Uh, that whole, you know, scenario oh, yeah. is just, just, just an like uncomfortable that. conversation. Agree. Agree. Yeah, that's just one of those things, man. I, I just it, no one really thinks about that stuff, but mm-hmm. there's a lot mm-hmm. to it. Um, it is, and the the pandemic is it's thrown a wrench in a lot of different things. And, oh yeah. And uh, I think the first thing that I actually thought about wasn't even you know middle school or or college or anything like that. Uh, well, not it was college. Uh, it wasn't middle school, but it was high school seniors, college freshmen. How was that yeah. going to work yeah. out? You're yeah. going to lose yeah. a year or whatever because at the beginning of this thing, once they you know they said up oh, well. Conference tournaments in basketball, nah, we're not doing that. Uh, mm-hmm, Ivy League, mm-hmm. they were the first ones to pull out, and then everybody else followed. There was no NCAA tournament. We all know that. And then the next thing you know, those those um, those sports that go on in the spring, you got track and things like that. Mm-hmm, they said, mm-hmm. well, looks like not going to be doing that either. So seniors, mm-hmm, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And it looked like people were going to get another chance, seniors – who are going to be missing out on their years, then you had a couple of schools that said, well, I'm sorry, but there's probably not going to be a place for you to play. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, high school recruiting. you And you got players that are playing high school football. I went mm-hmm. through maxprep.com um, and I just looked at the update as of today. I okay. didn't read all of them and I'm, um, you know, some of them, they some schools, they push back. It's just like looking at it in college. It's easier to look at it from the college perspective. So you have yeah. the Big Ten. They said they're not playing. And then the Pac-12, they're not playing. Um, and Or they're pushing back to January. 
Um, mm-hmm. Larry Scott, he was on Dan uh, Patrick's show. I think it was earlier this week, last week. But anyway, you slice it. He's the commissioner of the Pac-12, right? And he says mm-hmm. him and um, he, the Pac-12 and um, I forget what the name of the company is. They have 15-minute tests. And so hopefully with this business deal, they can go ahead and, and play if they can cobble together a schedule. But they're still yeah. looking at January, which... I think that's insane. They're not going to the, the seniors. I mean, unless you just really, really want to play, and you got—I uh, just saw a third Oregon player has entered the draft. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good, coach. I, I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 you know, I'm be I'll prepared. sit this one out. Yeah, and I would too. I probably would too. Um, mm-hmm. If especially if I'm in that conference, that's saying we're not playing. If I play SEC, no problem. Let's go. You know, yeah. unless I yeah. really feel like uncomfortable doing mm-hmm, this but mm-hmm. i mean what are your thoughts on that what would I what mean, would know, frank you know, pillow the wide receiver <laughs> had done <laughs> you know we talk about the collegiate players my heart goes out to that senior in high school who exactly. last year as a junior was starting to surface on the radar for a couple of schools to have a you know potential scholarship offer mm-hmm. and now if he's not playing at a private school or if he's not playing in Sumner County or Robertson County, if he's in, let's just call it what it is. If he's in the Metro, if he, if he plays know, for Wise Creek, if he yeah, plays you know for I mean? Maplewood or any of those schools, any of those, any of those schools in Metro, he's in trouble. He's he instantly is going to fall off the radar. Exactly, and that is that 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 dynamic alone to think that a kid from the inner city does what he needs to do. First of all, in the classroom to be eligible to play in college. Exactly. Second of all, is doing what he needs to do to catch the radar of a college recruiter. And then the pandemic hits and now he's off the radar because now that recruiter is in Sumner County looking at another kid because he can actually see him play. Right. You know, right. My heart goes out to those guys who potentially are in a position to change a lot of times a family dynamic that may be, he may be the first kid to go to college. Exactly. You know, who, who knows what he could do after that, what could change, you know, an entire family, their mm-hmm. livelihood. And now he no longer has that opportunity to do so. So, you know, I wonder how is the NC2A going to look at that scenario? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and like you said, freshman this year, mm-hmm. you know, are they going to get another year? Are yeah. they going to get another year of eligibility uh, because of this? Are they just going, you know, count it as a loss? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for the, if I were if I were a senior in college, unless I played in the SEC, chances are if I hadn't solidified who I am as of now, going into my senior year, I hadn't done my job. Right. It's tough to it's tough to look at it that way, but in all reality, that's kind of the way you have to look at it. Like, yeah, okay, it is. Have it I is. done enough up until my senior year? to remain on somebody's chart. Mm-hmm. And if I haven't, I better get to work real fast. Right. You know, take the year off because like you said, most of your, most of your power five schools aren't playing outside right. of the SEC. Right. And you know, SEC live, eat, breathe football. So you got the SEC, you know, that's, that's, the ACC <laughs> and the big 12. They're all playing. Yeah. They're uh, all playing. So three of the five other are playing. Yeah. And you, you know, you got two, two of the big, especially in the big 10. I thought that they would have, Push through it. I understood yeah. the West Coast and and the the Pac twelve because they got mm-hmm. hit mm-hmm. pretty hard mm-hmm. with that thing. And it's mm-hmm. funny you made that point because that that I was that was the other 
side of it that I was looking at. You look at the guys who were, okay, so I want to get another look for the draft. If I'm a senior yeah. in college, I'm not going to have that chance and I'm going to have to rely on that tape. And the only mm-hmm. chance that I may have is if, okay, I shine at the combine. At the combine. Or <laughs> if I don't get drafted, I'm going to have to make the practice squad or or, or something like yep. that, be able to sign, yep. be signed as a free agent. And just yep. like you've already, I don't have to expound on it anymore. Same thing with these high school seniors that are mm-hmm. that in between. And um, mm-hmm. I think, I can't remember who I was listening to, but basically they were talking about, okay, so you got all the big, the big, the big, uh, the big dog schools. You got the, the, uh, the schools and just name them as far as high school, big schools, not just here in Tennessee, but just all over the country. You play for somewhere like that. You already gotten some shine and you mm-hmm. have tape to go with it. The guy at Weiss Creek, hopefully the dude got him in the camera. You know, so yeah. I'm like, if you got, if you got him in the camera, if so, you you know, not everybody has that level, and it's really going to be filtered out. I know my my own squad, as far as college players is concerned, the GM Kevin Colbert for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's already been quoted as saying, "Well, I mean, if you opted out of this season." And I'm not saying that this is going to make that bit of a difference, but I, I'm not sure how many other GMs feel this way, but. He said we're not even looking at players that decided to opt out. Now, I don't believe that a thousand to ten because Big Ben's thirty eight years old, and mm-hmm. if he gets he blows another elbow week one, and we end up with the first pick, are you not pick. going to yeah. Yeah. pick Trevor Lawrence because he opts out of the season? Oh, we know Trevor's <laughs> going to play, but you're probably not going to pass on that. Well, I don't you're think we're probably gonna, not going to pass. Yeah, on that. So I think we're going to take Brock Purdy or somebody out of Iowa State, the fifth guy mm-hmm. on the board. No, mm-hmm. you're not going to do that. But uh, I, I can understand. I can fully understand where that's going. But yeah. So, um, but other than that, man. Uh, Look, it's it's uh it's it's we haven't even hit on basketball at all, and I know that's your thing too. Um, I mean, no. so January is what we're talking about with basketball because yeah. you won it all this past season. So, I mean, what what's the outlook on the basketball season? So, for basketball, actually looks pretty strong at this point. Okay. A um, couple of things. By January, we anticipate the students will be back in the building. Oh, wow. Okay. Everybody. Everybody will be back in the building by January. Okay. So with that being said, if the kids are in the building, that means we've created a safe place right. um, for them to be in the building. So basketball, we believe, is going to um, start in January. Okay. At the middle school level, I mean, even with schedules, you literally only play at most four, at the most five games before Christmas break. Okay. So, okay. you know, losing those five games is not going to be a deal breaker because you can probably schedule at least two or three of them into the new schedule starting in January. Okay, that makes um, sense. And even, and even at the high school level, it's the same way. You know, at before the before Christmas break, you know, you'll probably play anywhere between eight to ten games at the high school level. Uh-huh. And most teams will play in some kind of Christmas tournament, you know, so on and so forth. So if you eliminate those. Seen, I'm sorry, but I, I've even seen – where some college, uh, I mean, some high schools, they've cut, ca- they've canceled all star games, they've canceled oh, yeah. tournaments and things like that. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, whether it's basketball or or, or, something, or you know, something along that lines. But yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. That that's mm-hmm. that's really interesting. Yeah, you know. So 
Um, like even at the high school level, they're looking at January as well. Okay. Just because they anticipate, you know, things smooth over a little bit more by that time. And it's not hard um, to make up a majority, even if you play 10 games. You know, high school mm-hmm. play basketball now on Tuesday night and Friday night. You know, you may have a Thursday night game, you know, so you're going to go back to back on a Thursday, Friday just to make up those games. Right. And also you, you can't count out weekend games. You know, you can play a game on Saturday, on a Saturday night, and it'll mm-hmm. draw a big crowd. I mean, even just last year, you think about it last year, um, I was in talks with a couple guys um, at the high school level. We were trying to get the East High School versus Pearl Cone high school game on a Saturday night at Gentry. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like they're like, it was, the conversations were really strong. And it, I mean, and it really, it, it really, it, it had a lot of potential to happen. Um, at the last minute, uh, it, it was shot down by the powers to be. Okay. But, you know, but, you know, so you think about that. You put two of those schools together on a Saturday night. You can headline a Saturday night at Tennessee State four weeks in a row on a Saturday as long as they don't have a game. Right. So that not only sense. are you creating revenue, but now you're putting those high school players on a college platform to be seen at their local college mm-hmm. and potentially be the only time they play on the college court. That right there you know, is big. so. Yeah, man. You know, so there, there's there's a lot of ways you can manipulate the schedule um, to make it work. But for sure, middle school as well as high school um, is looking like it's going to get started uh, in January. And I mean, as of now, you know, there's nothing those players can continue to work out. You know, they have a gym that they can go to. There's no regulations against any of that. OK, um, even even, you know, a team practice or a team shoot around or a workout, however you choose to format it. Mm-hmm. There's no regulations around that either. Um, it just, just depends on where they're going. OK, uh, but as far as as far as like actual um, TSSAA, um, probably looking at January. How's that going to work with the fans or parents? You, you know what? I, I'm not. They haven't really come up with a plan for that yet. Okay. Um, their focus right now has been solely on football. Okay. okay. And, you know, is there a way to make football work? Is there not a way to make football work? Are right. we going back to school? You know, are we not going back to school? Mm-hmm. Um, my, my guess, my guess is probably they'll allow fans, you know, at a minimum capacity and they'll probably have to wear face coverings. You know, mm-hmm. I, that's probably as, as you know, if, if, if your local gym holds, we'll just use the number 8,000, mm-hmm. you know, they may let 2,000 in or 2,500 in, mm-hmm. you know, with the face covering and, and, and space right. them out. And they go shoot you in the forehead with the, yeah, with the radar yeah. gun, your temperature yeah. gun. So, right. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I mean, just seeing how they've done college football for right now, it kind of gives mm-hmm. me hope. And then at the same time, I mean, I feel a whole lot better about it. Um, And then at the same time, I mean, it's different when you're outside as opposed to being inside. Uh, For sure. Absolutely. That that right there is, I mean, well, people are going to restaurants. They're not as Mm -hmm. much seating. Mm -hmm. You only Mm -hmm. have a certain percentage. I mean, shoot, you walk up to a elevator there's a sign on there one at a time two at a time well, four yeah. at a time everybody stay yeah. in one corner and you got to have a face yeah. covering on so it, and you gotta have it a could face be done cover. it could be done yeah so for sure. there's hope sure. there well frank for i'm gonna sure. let you get back to the lakers game because i'm gonna wrap this thing up myself so i get in there and watch my lakers uh, oh, yeah. i cannot stand houston at, at all uh but <laughs> j- just as an aside 
Okay, so if they listen at all, they know I don't trust the Lakers right now. I mean, because I, I know at work, we talk about them all the time. They always ask me, what they going to do? What Brian going to do? I said, if he has to keep having the first half like he had in game three, somebody's going to have to step up and do and, and, and help him. So he can't score yeah. 30 points every half and then – not every time is Rajon Rondo gonna come out of nowhere <laughs> and hit four threes, twenty-one and eleven. <laughs> and, and, you know, you open for a reason. So you know what? I, I, I'll put it this way. This is my take. As long as Westbrook, James Harden are on the floor at the same time, I'm not concerned. Makes sense to me. I'm not. Concerned. Makes sense to me. So. Not concerned. Yeah, I, I I got a certain Houston fan. You know who he is, Benjamin Wansley. <laughs> Corona. So yeah, yeah, he 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 was talking about how about that game one. I haven't heard from him since. So, and you won't hear from him. Probably not. Probably not. So. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All know. right, Frank. Let me say, even even a broke clock is right twice a day. Agreed. 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 So hey, it is what it is at this point. All right, my brother Frank Pillow, my special guest on the mic with Mike. So, hey, man, I'll holler at you later. You'll get back on here for sure. You let me anytime, anytime. You let me know. I got you. I got you. You got me. All right, bro. Appreciate you. All right, have a good one, brother. All right, you too, man. So that's a great conversation that I had with my brother. Um, very, very interesting stuff there with Frank. Uh, I had no idea. I mean, they shut the middle school stuff down. So there are no fall sports for middle school. That's unfortunate. And I mean, if you think about middle school, I don't know what it's like everywhere else. Now, when I was growing up, middle school was seventh and eighth grade. Now it's fifth, sixth seventh and eighth and if you're an eighth grader you are planning on playing football i mean that that's that's out <laughs> but he made some really really valid valid points um because like i said the point of this pod is to bring a little bit of awareness to there are high school seniors that may not get a chance to get a look let's just be real a scholarship to go to college so they're going to have to work extra hard to earn that scholarship. And look, it's a year of adjustments. I think I did a pod, you know, with that name. It's a year of adjustments. Last, the last show that I did, as a matter of fact, and that's a part of it. Um, it's unfortunate, and I'm not saying that I don't have any compassion because I do. It's the reason why I'm doing this show today, tonight. Um, but the problem is, is that, and I don't think a whole lot of people are thinking about that stuff. It's almost like when you see, okay, I give you the perfect example, the perfect example. All of this time when something like this pandemic has hit, it's been somewhere else. It's always in another country. And here over, I'm talking about from the American perspective. Now we see that stuff on TV and we say, ah, oh, man, that's terrible. And then, you know, you sip, your drink. Because it's not happening here. But then it hits home and it affects all of us, which is I think that's probably the frustration that you see when the nut 
that wants to go into Walmart without a mask and they're telling you you have to put on a face covering to go into the store and then we see you on social media acting a donkey because you don't want to wear a mask. So, you know, because they're tired of having to deal with this. People in general, they don't want to be told what to do anyway. If we're being honest, everyone has a little bit of selfishness in them. And when you get tested like this, that comes to the top. Point is, I think that we, it's this year of adjustments. And this is another one of those things that some people don't think about. What about the families that have lost family members to COVID? What if they lost a whole household? I think someone in the Northeast that happened. When this thing first hit, that's why I stopped watching the news because the stories were unbelievable. And you didn't want to, I didn't want to see that. I just couldn't watch it. I mean, I think most people have probably had a moment. I had one. Like I said, I work for Federal Express and at one point, just the fact that the streets, this is before when everyone was like on lockdown. The streets were empty. And I had to pull over, man. I cried. Cause I'm like, Lord, this is this is just blowing my mind. You know? But just think about the all the situations, all of the the potential things that have been happening. We don't think about stuff that hasn't happened to us because it's it's not something that we care about. It's almost like the social justice thing that's going on right now, the black lives matter and everything else. You know why stuff is so hard to be pushed and why even us as black, as African-Americans don't all believe what some of these countries and some of these people are saying. And they're kind of like giving you kind of a side. I was like, okay, you with us. All right. We'll see. Because not all of it is from the heart. If you want to be real, it's not. It's like my brother Joe said on the pod a couple of weeks ago when he was talking about um, Daniel Snyder and him having to change the Washington football team's name from, I'll just say the Deadskins. That's what he calls him. He's a Cowboys fan because his pockets got hit. And that's the same thing across the board. There are plenty of people in high places. It, it's it, it, You want to find how to get a, how can I say this right? You want to get some people's attention? Money. Money. So I didn't mean to go in this direction, but look, it's it's true. When money is involved, Man, it changes a lot of stuff. Marriages, friendships, just overall relationships, business. Money controls so much. But it's like we want this thing to come from the heart. But, I mean, that's just my two cents on that. Um, and, And look, I give you the benefit of the doubt because this is something I always say. You have to start somewhere. Some people, you know, the the saying, uh, you're sorry that you got caught. It's like, okay, I'm sorry that I didn't pay attention at first, even though I had no real excuse to not pay attention. Now I have a lot of pressure on me, so now I have to make a move. 
I still say, please show me who you really are. Because if you show me who you really are, you know what shows me who you really are is your reaction. The first reaction is normally the one that's the truth. You hear a gun go off, bang. Do you duck? Do you flinch? What's really in you? That'll show, right? So, you know, it's it's um it's one of those things where you know, we're in a time where there's a lot of adjustments that have to be made. I talked about the athletes, the way that they lost out on time, a lot of um, opportunities, opportunities to play, opportunities to to shine. And look, the lacrosse player, the soccer player, not everybody's going to be playing next level professional stuff. That's going to be what they talk about and their jersey will be hanging up in their house because that's what they did. That's not going to be their profession. But, you know, you do have others that through sports, that's how they're able to move forward and provide uh, perhaps for their family one day, whether that's their parents or for their own and or for their own household. So any way you slice it, I mean, I mean, this pandemic has affected people and brought some good things out and some bad things out. But, hey, it is what it is. So with that, with that being said, the adjustments on the high school level, like I said, I talked to my brother, David Lewis Jr. Here it is. All right. He's a former linebacker and graduate of Georgia Southern University, head football coach at Bailey East and Gullisville Middle Schools, winning a championship at Bailey in 2015. He is now the freshman academy principal and athletic principal at Pearl High School in Nashville, Tennessee. David Lewis Jr. joining us. Dave, what's happening? What's going on, Mike? Not much, man. I'm, I'm just thankful that you joined us today, man. <laughs> glad, glad to be here. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, no problem. No problem. So, I mean, we always talk about the effects of COVID-19 has had on a sports, uh, had on sports from a perspective, uh, perspective of professional and college, right? right? We've seen the Big Ten, the Big 12, along with other conferences postpone their fall sports, pushing them to the spring. But we don't talk enough about high school, middle school, or even youth sports for that matter. So from your perspective as a former coach, and you are part of the athletic program at Pearl High School. When do you expect sports to begin? Um, well, I mean, it's a, it's a two-part, well, it's a multi-part answer um, to that one. You know, based on TWSAA um, regulations for the mm-hmm. state, um, you know, we can start early September on the high school, at the high school tier. Um, but what turns that into a, a multi-answer uh, kind of question is the fact that, you know, TWSAA is very hands-on with high schools believe a lot of the regulations, you know, district-wise um, for middle schools and lower tiers. So high school, I anticipate, will start on that, in that timeline set in early September. But um, I know for our district, they aren't starting sports at all for middle school tiers or mm-hmm. below until uh, we actually return back for uh, for actual in-person learning. So that's up in the air, honestly. That makes sense. And it's funny because I was on – Instagram and I think on Facebook I was scrolling one of my friends was in the stands watching her son who plays for Beach High School up in mm-hmm. Hendersonville. So yeah. I was a little confused <laughs> just to yeah. be honest. 
So yeah, and, you know, some of the county schools and, and different counties are, are able to start and get it together and mm-hmm. enroll as they see fit. You know, just in my in my interactions with our coaches at Pearl, um, you know, it's a it's a big to do about you know Metro holding off and having to hold off until after um, I believe the 29th of August to really get rolling while we have the competition basically throughout the state. You know, is is live action already, so it's, right. it's definitely a, a contention, a point of contention. So right, puts you behind. So right, exactly. So as a player. How would you approach this season if you were able to play? You know, I'd be honest with you, and this is something I've really given a lot of thought to. I think, obviously, now, you know, as a as a 10 years removed from the game and as a father and, and things of that nature, it's easier for me to put a, a, a wise hat on and say, you know, I would probably sit out. Right. Um, 10 years ago, as a, as a freshman, not a freshman, but a college linebacker, you know, I'd be ready to go. I'd yeah. be ready to play. Um, but again, that just kind of speaks more to the 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 mindset of that time. Um, and I know I know the, the college cats they want to go and they want to get in there. High schoolers mm-hmm. I know for sure want to get in there. But you also have to take into account you know your health, you know your long term health, the uh, the residual effects that could come down the road. You know I was looking at CNN last week and one of the the big things that have come about is not just the respiratory issues but the heart issues that can be long term as a as a uh, result of contracting COVID. Myocarditis, um, I believe is the right, name of yeah. it. Right. Yeah, something like that, man. You know, it potentially can be deadly. You know, and you look at I think it's a, a MLB player and an MLS player that both have yep. contracted it and gotten very serious um complications from it to the extent where they're, you know, world class athletes, but they can no longer compete because of a heart condition. Mm. Um so those are those are factors that definitely have to be um, be weighed, you know. Yeah, we're talking to David Lewis Jr., athletic principal at Pearl High School. That That is really, really important, uh, the health of players, and we really don't consider that, especially when we're older. Uh, we're thinking our mindset now and trying to in, drop that in the young guy's mind. Where we know that was not what we were thinking or how we were thinking, but right. of course, this is a different time that we're living in. So, But uh, we have athletes from all ages that have to stay ready. All right. And in the meantime, we know that you have a service just for that. What is it? So I, I run a, uh, a company called laps Lewis athletic performance services. Um, basically a skill development from 10 uh, year olds up to college players. So right now I'm working a lot with uh, middle schools, especially with MMPS coming out with uh, their announcement in terms of not starting athletics until they're in person. Um, that's, you know, gotten me a lot more attention um, as well as some of the high schoolers I've just had the privilege of working with um, as they were middle schoolers and moved into high school and now will be, you know, going on to college here in a couple of years. Um, so that's my company. Uh, basically just wanted to provide affordable skills training um, in football and in basketball for, uh, you know, youth within Metro Nashville. And that's uh, it's been a blessing so far. It was really a brainchild. I had to, uh, you know, as I was coming out of the classroom, if I if I got to a certain level of administration and school leadership, mm-hmm. um, I would no longer be able to coach based on district policy. So I, I figured, you know, I don't want to give that up. It's a big part of who I am and what I do. Mm-hmm. So I, I started the company and just looked to serve. Really, I'm blessed to be able to serve now anybody who wants to come from any school. Um, I'm always going to wear my wear my pearl hat, but, um, <laughs> you know, when you come to LAPS, you're part of our family and you, you're going to get coached up 
just the heart of some of my boys from a rival school. I won't name any names, but from now a rival school, you know, expressing to me how they're going to whoop up on Pearl, and that's all good. I told them, you know, I hope you get 30 tackles, and I hope Pearl wins by one. So <laughs> that's, just, that's where we go with it, you know. I understand so, yeah. that. I understand yeah. that. How do athletes get in contact with you? Oh, uh, so you can go to lapsnashville.com is the website. Uh, click on the register tab. Um, there's a participant application, or you can call 615-866-5956. Uh, that'll get you in direct contact with me, and I can get you scheduled for a session. All right. I appreciate you joining me today, Dave. Stay safe. No problem. You do the same, man. All right. Behind the mic.